You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 93, Mold Mitigation 101. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Toxic Mold Podcast. Uh, this is another solo edition. Hopefully you guys are enjoying all the content we're giving you. But this is episode 93, and today we're going to talk about mold mitigation. For our listeners that have had to go through a mold infestation and mitigation scenario, probably you'll hear hear what I'm saying and go, wow, I remember that, and I remember this, or I wish I would have done that, and I wish I would have I done this. It's not fun. For those of you that haven't gone through it, I hope you don't have to, and hopefully our podcasts, our courses, our books, hopefully the educational things that we're sharing with you have prevented mold infestation. But if you happen to have a mold infestation, it's not going to be fun. You know, you're dealing with insurance, whoever's living in your home, your kids, your spouse, you know, your pets. It's just, it's not, it's just not a whole lot of fun. You know, it's just something that, like I said, hopefully you never have to go through. But one thing I do want to make clear, per our certifications and the EPA guide, if you have a mold infestation that is smaller, okay, smaller than nine square feet, that's three by three. For those of you that don't want to do math, a three by three is actually a smaller area. If you're sitting in your bedroom and you look at that window, that window is probably a four by four. So that's 16 square feet. If you're listening to us in your cars, look at your window that you have, whether it's your driver's window or passenger window. That window is probably about nine square feet. Not your windshield, but the window. So keep that in mind. That's It's a very small area. And for me... For, 
you know, for me as a, as a mold professional and, you know, I've taken, as you all know, kind of more of the educational side of it, doing podcasts, books, all the things we do. I want to be very clear. Even if it's nine square feet, I never recommend anybody to do their own mold mitigation. Is it because I want you to spend a bunch of money? No, it, that, that has nothing to do with it. It's because I care about the safety of yourself and, and the people in the home. A nine by nine square foot mold mitigation project is unheard of. And the reason I say that is mold is the gift that keeps on giving and if you've our listeners have heard that and the reason why i say that is is you start cutting out what you see is visible mold and then you chase it we literally will bid on something and let's just say it's 120 linear feet that we're going to do a flood cut so that's two foot high 120 foot you could do the math 240 square feet anyhow that lineage or the linear feet not speaking properly but what i'm trying to say is the linear footage that we end up having to mitigate is at least double that it whether it's square footage whether we have to chase it further around a room whether it's higher up on a wall there i have I think I could count on one hand how many mitigation jobs we have done where we only did what we bid. That's, it, it, that's virtually impossible. And like I said, and it's because you start cutting into that mold and it just, you keep chasing it forever. So keep that in mind. You know, if you think you're going to tackle this little mold project and you can't afford the 4000 that the mold company wants to charge you, once you get start tearing into that, it could be way worse. And so keep that in mind. I just never recommend any of my clients or listeners to do a mitigation job on your own and you know i say that for liability reasons but i say it because i want to protect you guys you know it just trust me with this one it, it usually turns into a lot more work than you thought it would be and those of you that are like me that are not mechanically inclined or construction inclined you know i think i can fix something on my truck or the car and i start tearing into it and i end up having to take it to the to the bot or the auto shop and they look at me and laugh and go well you thought you could fix that yeah mm-hmm I didn't do very well, so usually they have to fix it. That's that's usually what happens with mold. With mold mitigation, one question that most people don't think about, but that I'm going to answer, is what's the most important thing when it comes to mold mitigation? And I'm sure most of you are like, well, as long as it gets fixed. Well, what if it takes six months to fix it? Well, what if the workers are smoking in your home? What if a lot of things called whataboutism? <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. But anyhow, the most important thing is hiring the proper contractor and I'm, i say this i've dealt with clients that say yeah we you know we lived over in, in tennessee or down in florida we had a mold mitigation job and the company said it was going to take three weeks and it took three months and we had to stay in a hotel and it's just it's terrible i hate hearing those types of things the most important thing when it comes to mold mitigation is who do you have doing the work and i can say you know i'm thinking about the the mold jobs that cnc contractor services has done over the years and i think you know i think the longest one we ran into was maybe maybe like three weeks and i say that because you know it was this was a not a fun job but literally there was a car there well we couldn't get the car off the property till we had the proper paperwork like it, there was just a bunch of stuff you know the whole house it was almost as if they moved away in the middle of the night so there was a lot more to it and the reason it took that long is mainly because of the car so the length of time that it takes is is obviously very important backtracking again what's the most important thing it is your contractor that's going to do the work make sure here in wyoming we do not have to be certified to be mold mitigators. Obviously, my company is. I'm certified. We're insured. We, we actually carry more insurance than most contractors do. But there are states, you know, like Colorado, New York, 
Idaho, I'm not going to name them all, California, that do regulate mold mitigation companies. You know, that's a good thing because if they're regulated, you can, if they're terrible, you can go to, I call it Doppel, but it's the agency that oversees hairdressers and all that. If they are regulated by the states, then they do make sure yearly that they, they have insurance and everything like that. So make sure, a couple things, make sure they're certified, make sure the guys that are doing the work are certified or at least educated, trained, have you know, proper PPE, everything. Check for insurance. As a contractor, we can provide, it's just a certificate of insurance. And it's a simple, when I say simple, it, it's a simple document that shows, you know, I'm insured for $2 million, $1 million per current. That kind of stuff's important. Last but not least, make sure that they have a good reputation. The last thing you want is, you know, some guy that went through all this schooling and he's got two employees and they have all this schooling and certifications, but you're his first job. Now, as a contractor, we have to have a first job. So that's, you know, I'll, I'll give people that. But make sure it's somebody that really you trust. You've got friends or family, good reviews, you know, how many years experience. You know, maybe it's a guy that worked for, for one of the, the, the franchise chain companies and he worked there for 20 years and finally said, no, I'm starting my own business. doesn't mean he's not qualified. Make sure that it is someone that is qualified. Another important aspect on mold mitigation is how long will it take? I kind of touched on that, but that's a very important thing. When we go in and we do mold mitigation, CNC contractor services, all we do is mitigation. It's a rare occurrence, unless, which mostly you'll laugh, most of Wyoming is rural, but unless it's in the middle of nowhere Wyoming and my client cannot get contractors to go do the work, we don't do what I call the rehab. We go in, when I say gut it, we go in and we, we remove all the suspected mold, we treat everything, we sand things down, soda blast, whatever type of treatment we're going to use. We do that, we run air tests, and we walk away. Once the air tests are acceptable, our job's done. Once again, make sure that you don't just hear Steve say, well, CNC contractor services can be in and out of there in a week. That does not mean that it's only a one-week project. Keep in mind, you've got to replace the insulation, put sheetrock back up, paint, install whatever, water heaters, toilets, vanity sinks, whatever we tear out. So keep that in mind. Um, that's another important, important component when it comes to mold mitigation as far as initial things before you hire your contractors. How long is it going to take? One question I get a lot, you know, on mold mitigation jobs is, so what does the mitigation company remove? And it's a very valid question, and my answers might not be what people want to hear, but we, we remove everything we think we have to. And so let's just say that you had a moisture intrusion event in your master bathroom, and we can see mold on, you know, three of the walls in there. We go in there, we already planned on taking out the shower and the toilet, and we go in there and we figure out, oh, we've got to take out the sink also. So we go into that bathroom, we remove things like the toilet, the baseboard, the shower, and once we get into that, we expose the framing components. Once you could see that, there's usually insulation in there. Insulation always gets thrown away. For the most part, cellulose materials. When I say cellulose, I'm talking about things like carpet, carpet pad, furniture, insulation, sheetrock. Things like that get thrown away. We just, it's not worth it to try to save it and treat those components. We just, we get rid of that. And we typically have a 30-yard dumpster on every job. So it's, it's not like we're worried about 
where we're going to get rid of our stuff. So we remove all that. And once we get down to that, we treat what's left. And that's usually just the wall cavity and the framing. So do we cut studs out? Do we cut sill plates out? It varies from job to job. I'm not going to go into any of those details. Like I said earlier, I don't like my clients doing any mitigation on their own. But just keep in mind that those are things that we remove. When we go in there, we already have a list before the contract is signed that these clothes need to be removed out of this closet if that's what we're doing. If it's a bathroom like we were talking about, your makeup bags, your toilet paper, everything has to be disposed of. I guess what I'm saying is if we go in and we do a bathroom and and you leave, you know, feminine products in there, toilet paper, whatever, we're throwing all that away. Be prepared for that. Make sure that is a question that you ask your contractor. Like I said, for the most part, we're going to get rid of most of the cellulose materials that we can. Things like toilets, water heaters, things like that. We treat those with chemicals. We put them in a plastic barrier. And then when everything's done, and when you go to rehab it, you can put those back in. Things like, you know, let's just say it's a metal sink, uh, ceramic countertop in your bathroom. Those things you can save. We treat all that and make sure that it's safe to put back into the rehab bathroom. But we do remove all those things. And, and that's what you've got to be clear with with your contractor. Because you don't want to think that they're going to take care of everything and box your your toilet paper and everything up and store it for you. You need to make sure you know what they're doing with it. And if if your contractor doesn't remove materials like that and you leave them there and you come back and they're still there, he probably wasn't a very good contractor. So so make sure you know what your contractor is going to remove. And so that leads us into, so what stays? Well, I kind of covered it, but for the most part, things like, let's just say it's a toilet, a stove, water heater, even if like, say it's a shower enclosure. So it's, you know, it's a tub and shower, a fiberglass enclosure. Yeah, we'll, we'll pull those out and treat them and put them in typically in a different room that's inside the containment, you know, things like that we do we do say just keep that in mind it's you know we don't throw everything away but know what can or would be thrown away so then the last question most people have is is what should we expect when we come back into that property after mitigation is done and like i said you know a mold mitigation company like cnc contractor services you're not going to come back in well we would allow you to but you're not going to come back into a rehabbed bathroom you're going to come back in and go, wow, where's the toilet? Where's the sink? All those things. If, if your contractor, your mold mitigation contractor is not doing that, just keep that in mind. And it doesn't mean it's not safe to come back in the home once they're done and they have air test results. Just make sure you know that they're not rehabbing it. Maybe to save money, you're going to rehab it. But typically, you should be able to come back into your home after it's been rehabbed. Everything is not brand new, but remodeled. The air tests are done. Whoever's running the air test, sometimes it's a mitigation company. Sometimes they go to a third party. They'll give you the air test results. Once we know everything's good to go, we allow you to come back into your home. So make sure you do know with your contractor are they rehabbing it or are they just doing the mitigation? Another thing to keep in mind is, is, so we run air tests at the end of mold mitigation. We obviously send those off to a mold lab. We ship ours out to California. We typically can get results back within four to five days, which is very quick timeline. Most of the time it, it takes longer than that. But you got to remember once we're done with the mitigation project and we run the air test, once we run our air test, we remove all our stuff. Air scrubbers come out, ozone machines, all the equipment we're using go away when we run air tests. But you have to leave that property vacant for several days until we get the lab results. So keep that in mind. It's not your contractor making you stay in a hotel for an extra five days just to be mean. We, we won't let you come back in until we have air test results. And obviously, all companies operate differently. So what I'm telling you is not going to be the 
exact way other companies, my competitors that I won't name, doesn't mean they operate that way. So keep that in mind. So what's our call to action? It's the same thing we talked about right at the beginning. Hire the proper contractor. We do consultations for mitigation jobs across the entire country. And more or less what we're paid to do, and I say we, it's me, is to walk you through as a client what the contractor should or shouldn't be doing. Of course the contractors don't like us, but we're there to protect you, so don't hesitate if you have to do a mold job to uh, get a hold of us for consultations, but that's our call to action is if you've got to do a mold mitigation project, not you, but have one done, get the, the proper people in there. So we talked about a few weeks ago the roof and gutters, and I talked about that checklist. For those listeners that aren't signed up, go to cnccontractorservices.com on our website, and there are two checklists we have. It's a mold fact sheet, and I don't recall what the other one is. The wife knows all that stuff but anyhow sign up for our checklist that we have and more or less what you're doing is you're signing up for a bi-weekly email so every two weeks i type up all the content i send you a short email it's we're not trying to sell you anything it's very informational it's like our facebook post but if you sign up on that checklist you will get that bi-weekly email and it will be very informational hopefully all you guys are doing well we hopefully we're in the middle of february we're hopefully on our way to a great spring and summer. Have a great day. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.